not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome everybody to the Money Vikings podcast number 17. Today we talk about tips and tricks to become a middle-class millionaire and we're going to discuss Square Stock. Uh, Bob and Jerry, you guys there? Oh yeah. Yeah, made it, made it. Made, made it through it. the week. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a week it is. I've got I've got my uh, Modern Times Black House Roasty Stout in front of me right now. Very money, mm-hmm. a very money Viking mm-hmm. drink. Yeah, way. yeah, right? mm-hmm. very cool. Uh, and I'm drinking this because it was such a uh, it was a very boring, uneventful news week. Totally right, yeah. like nothing going nothing on, happened. nothing happening, nope. mm-hmm. nothing happened Not between November third and uh, what are we at November? Eighth, eighth, nothing, nothing. Twenty twenty happened at all. Twenty twenty, nothing. Twenty twenty, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah, we had uh, so we, quite an eventful uh, election. We don't have a political show, so uh, won't go too much into that. But I did want to say, from an investing front, you know, you and I, we all started kind of having discussions about, uh, you know, different investment ideas because sometimes, um, you know, those can kind of go with different administrations. So I think that's kind of a actually interesting exercise. To go through to kind of think it, I, about right i will say what i what i in particular thought was interesting is that the market did not do its retraction that it normally would during a, an election year um usually we do see some pretty sizable pullbacks and we didn't see that um like usual hey tomorrow's monday yeah <laughs> tomorrow's tomorrow. monday the year is not over yet <laughs> And, uh, you know, volatility did pull back quite a bit, as you know. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to see. Well, they always say, I mean, you guys, you guys, I think, have, like, taught me this. I mean, they always say that the, the mar- markets want to kind of have a, a certain amount, like, certainty, right? They want right. to know what's ahead. Like, when uns- it doesn't like uncertainty, right? When things are hanging in the balance, it's like, uh, what are we doing? But, right, right the market wants a certainty. So, um, you know, one one maybe certain thing who knows i don't know we'll see right <laughs> right we'll right. move on to the next we'll move on to our topic so <clears throat> tonight we're going to talk about hey what how many how many thousands of listeners first of all do we have jerry uh 36 36 well thank million. thank you to million. all 36 <laughs> of you we love you we love, we love you. you. We love you. Tell your <laughs> friends. We do love you. So tell your friends because um, we want we do we do want to help people. That's the whole idea is to help ourselves and help others. 
Um, so on along those lines, let's talk about, and this is a topic I know we've kind of covered before, but I think it's something worth sort of like going through as an exercise um, a few times, but we're going to talk about strategies that the middle class can use to become a millionaire. Um, so you want, you want me to launch us, guys? Please. Let's do it. Okay. And then, you know, stop me if you want to chime in on one of these ideas. But um, here, here's a general idea. You know, we, we, we only make so much money, right? I mean, most right. of, we're all in the middle class, okay? So we've got to make the best of the money we make, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, right? And so a lot, that's why a lot of our show, we're talking about investing, um, you know, stocks, options, bonds, real estate, et cetera. Um, passive income. Passive income, yes, passive income. Um, so I guess a couple ideas I'll put out there in terms of, you know, becoming a quote unquote millionaire. Um, I mean, let's face it, a million isn't what it used to be. Um, right. But I right. But I still actually think that it's a really great um, benchmark for in my yeah. mind. Like when you right when you hit that that um, net worth of a million, I feel that you a person has proven to themselves that they have the tool set, the discipline. Um, and then, and the know-how to like make things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just will kind of put that out there. Um, and, and for the listeners, we're talking about net worth. So for those that don't know that, what that is, you're, t- you're, t- you're making basically a list of all your assets, right? So you're taking your 401k account, your stock and equities accounts, your bond accounts, your savings account. Um, some people, you know, any real estate you own. Um, what about your that, liabilities? Yeah, right. And then you have to subtract your liabilities, right? Which is your the mortgage on your house, the mortgage on your car, your credit cards. Um, you have to subtract all that out because that counts against your net worth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the underlying number is your net worth. And so what we're talking about is trying to get to a point where that becomes a million dollars, that bottom line, right? right? Yep. Um, and uh, feet. I mean, I, I don't what's I don't know what your guys' experience is, but I mean, I, for me, um, I think it takes about, you know, 10 years of really working at this to get it going. I mean, like, you know, you know, you need 10 years of like really, you know, thinking about how you're saving money, thinking about how you're investing, really trying to make the right moves in your career, um, you know, getting things automated. Um, but, you know, it just it doesn't happen overnight. It's not a quick thing. I mean, it takes time to get all this stuff going. I mean, here's the thing I want to add in there, because I I think this is also overlooked, is, and and I know on shows in the past, we've kind of touched on this, and and this is is another Grandpa Hank uh, thing. (laughs) It it served well, but we don't, when we think about um, becoming a millionaire or or, uh, accumulating wealth, it's always through these transactions of, um, uh, a financial transaction of something that we're saving in a bank account or that we're investing into something. Right. Mm-hmm. But I learned, I think we've learned is that um, grandpa, grandpa Hank, right. Grandpa was really big on if you have a credit card, make sure you're, you're taking advantage of that system instead of having that system take advantage of you. And it was about trying to have credit cards that got you uh, frequent flyer miles or hotel visits um uh maybe it was like a gas or some something that was money towards something else and he was he did very well um at times of uh, using a credit card and paying it off immediately 
Um, that way he didn't pay interest on it, but he got the points. It was mm-hmm. like a tool, if you think it was about it. a tool, it. right. He did, don't, tool. don't let yeah. that, that tool become um, ownership of you and controlling of you. You need to control that tool. And because part of being wealthy and, and getting towards that million-dollar you know, uh, benchmark is you also want to have um, – you want to feel like you have a life, Right. And mm-hmm. you want to travel places. You do want to go somewhere, get, get away from the mundane, the routine. And that helps you do it. And if you can use a credit card that gets you frequent flyer miles or free hotel points to hotel stays, you can incrementally work your way to being at a point where like, hey, I have all these points where for free I can go fly out of town and stay at a hotel. I can, I can, I can use some vacation time from work. And you're not dealing with the burden of getting and staying at that point. It's leisure. Well, you got to enjoy the present too, right? You I mean, do, right, right. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that was my long rant on that. But. No, no, no. It's it's good point. The the only counterpoint on that is that you need to also be aware that you're not buying things uh, purely for the purpose of getting those points if you didn't need the right. thing to begin with, which is one of my points I wanted to uh, talk Perfect. about today, which yeah. is want versus need. Right. Yep. Mm. Yep. Very, very. Go for it, Jerry. Very true. Very true. Walk well, us through that. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's, there's really not a lot to it. I can give you one concrete example of my life. Uh, you know, everybody wants a Tesla. I probably could <laughs> buy one or finance. I want one so bad. I could finance yeah. one maybe or, or, or you, you know, if I wanted to. But, uh, you know, instead, what did I do? I've, I've bought a series of used electric cars over the years <laughs> that, uh, have done me pretty well. I, I had a, a Nissan Leaf for a few years, bought that used, got a decent price on that, and then now I'm on a, a Chevy Volt because I was I found that the uh, the electric uh, battery on the Leaf didn't get me as far as I needed. I, I needed that backup gas, so I'm still I kind of have the best of both worlds. I've got the electric uh, for 99 percent of my driving around town, and then that gas for peace of mind and what is it the the, the range anxiety. But anyhow, I mean, yeah. the, the whole point is that you don't necessarily have to get the best of everything right away when you want it. It's, it's, do you really, do you really need it? And, uh, yeah. that was just my point. And it's just kind of that, that kind of thinking with, with everything that you have, do you, do you really need a bigger house? Maybe you do, maybe you're having another kid and, and, and you do need the space, but you know, if you don't, if you're just doing it to keep up with the Joneses, as they say, right? You know, maybe that's not the best use of your money. And that, and that's a that's a big thing. Is and I think as um, as a culture, right? It, it's it's a it's a uh, culture that we have now, where it's a social media culture. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. It's these. Oh, things you gotta where... be careful with that stuff. You got to deal with that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but because you, people, you, people are only posting the yeah. how perfect their life is. And yeah. they're sitting at the beach every day and they're in their Lamborghini. What? And but but like, you, lo- you, lo- you, lo- you lose appreciation and gratitude for the moment right. that you have. And that right. uh, I, I think there's a couple really powerful things in what you guys are saying here. If I could just sort of expand on them. Yeah. Yeah. Num- number, you know, number one. Yeah. Jerry, the thing with the cars, I mean, that's always inspired me the way you've done the cars. Cause yeah, those yeah. are a huge, um, you know, factor liability. in Americans. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge liability in Americans, uh, finances. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've read, I've read, um, some of the financial gurus that say, 
you know, mo most I, I found a I found a statistic. Um, only only three percent of the U.S. population has over a million dollar net worth. Think about how low that is. Actually, really. You know, what? I'm sorry. There's a couple of different things on the web, but like, actually, there's between three and six percent. But still, let's just, let's just, let's go to the top end. Let's call it six percent. Um, that's not wow. very high. That's not at all. Um, and I've read some of the financial gurus that have said that they they believe like you know car the way m Americans spend money on cars is yeah. one of the hugest things that like destroys their ability. Um, you know, uh, and the other one is what you guys are talking about with gratitude about the house, like where you live and like yeah. always wanting to get a bigger and better house. You know, you know, we all have, you know, I think decent middle class houses. And, and yeah, there's always looking like you said, Bob, there's always looking out in the social media world and going, oh, man, well, that house looks a lot nicer and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, here's the bottom line with this stuff. If you over if a person overdoes it on the house and the car, mm -hmm. I think the bottom line is this. There's no extra money to invest. You don't no. have you, right. We all you we perpetuate all that from, you're perpetuating. Yeah. that, And you become yeah. kind of a slave to these things, yep. you know, yeah. you're you're you know working what? just to pay for them. Yeah. Right. You know, and there I, might be an increasing awareness of this right now in this kind of Robin Hood world we talk about, because more people are investing except a, a friend of mine texted me today with some statistic about how few americans own um equities again that's a that's kind of a surprisingly low number um yeah. you know maybe like 40 percent, 45 percent um but at the end of the day if you don't have any money left in the budget you can't do the things that we talk about on our show with Robinhood right. or with right. our other platforms mm -hmm. yeah you sort of use yeah. up all that uh income and uh, you don't you don't really have anything left to invest for the future. Yeah, yeah. And I, in, so, in, we are um, we're in, in definitely a new age, and uh, it's that generation now, right? The generation now is coming up, and um, it's it's scary because um, again, going back to the culture is it's people that aren't they're not looking beyond this year. They're not looking beyond next month or next week or tomorrow. It's everything is right now. What can I get today? How, okay. I just made my paycheck. How can I spend this on things? And it's consumerism at the max. And, um, you know, it, I look at, I look at, Hey, grandpa Hank again, this example, a mm -hmm. uh, guy who retired at 50 and had warts, regular tennis shoes is Kirkland, you know, tennis shoes and thrift store jeans, um, you know, a car that got them by, but I'm not going to get into how much money he had, but it's like, um, he, he didn't have to do that. It was, mm -hmm. was the exactly. He had. And, and, but he was comfortable and he could not have to really worry about money. I would like to say too, that he also enjoyed life. So, I mean, it yep. wasn't one enjoyed of those things where it was like depriving, it they wasn't traveled. like depriving themselves. Yeah. Like we talked about it, it yeah. is important to balance the present. We have to have happiness and, and, yeah. and enjoy life in the present because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. Let's be honest, right. right. About the, the, the fickle nature of our existence, you know, but, but we, right. So it's a balancing act. Um, and I think this uh, will get sure. into it, this, that. I think that this topic could get into a rabbit hole because the, the other part is this, is um, happiness is always subjective, right? And I think that's where it gets hard. Is every individual is defining happiness in a different way. And, you know, we, we can see people who 
um, uh, emotional spending, right? And th that's how they find their happiness to fill a void. But then at the end of the day, they just find that the void is bigger. And so it's, there, there's, there's a lot, I think, to this topic. Um, but yeah. It's, oh, there really is. it's fleeting, you know, it's temporary. You get that dopamine rush for right, a little right, bit, right. but then it, it goes away and you're still paying for yeah. it for many, many years, yeah. many years. I, I do. I wonder sometimes how many people, and this is probably a little, we're probably getting off of you know, financial stuff, but that's fine. It's interesting. But you know, how many people take the time in their life to take a deep breath, look around and just be thankful for all the blessings. Right. I mean, yep. you know, we have so many blessings. You live in this country, great country. You look around, you know, you got your, you got food on the table and, and a safe place to sleep and a, you know, warm place right. to sleep and family and friends. I mean, right. um, we're really blessed, but uh, I'll throw, I'll throw out another one for you guys to think about. Um, so, you know, I, we talked about the cars. I like, I like that and some other things. Um, but you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, Bob, you're talking about like people have a hard time with self-control, right? Like, right. like managing right. like the, like the spending and they see the social media. I actually, yep. I, I wish I could sit down with those people and I, and I have before because I have a simple way for them to do this. And I, and, and exactly. I really mean this and I really wish I could get them to do it. It's like, yeah. you know what? Live your life and spend your money and, and go get the fancy coffee. Do the avocado toast for $10. I got it. You want to just go like, you know, you want to be a hipster. And that's cool. I'm down, dude. But here's my deal. All you got to do is this. Sign up for your, for your company 401k if they have it. Do 10%. Do, do, uh, do you know, do 75%, uh, you know, U.S. equities or whatever percentage and do some bonds, do some international and then basically, like, ignore that, right? Then go go yeah. do your avocado toast. Go do your, you know, uh, what you know. Go buy the new iPhone, uh, Jerry. Right? Go buy the new iPhone. Do whatever you want. <laughs> you, have, you know, <laughs> you have yeah. you have you have set yourself up for success by having a robot do the work. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, I will say to your point, Jerry, of the like you're talking about the Tesla, right? Is I think Tesla initially people went gaga over it because of what they were doing. They were, they were breaking the mold and they were um, revolutionizing the automotive industry and yeah, just breaking the mold. Right. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't quite there yet until this. And honestly, this past probably quarter or two. Yeah. When they couldn't, when, when, they had a battery that was only getting around 300 mile range. You, it, it was kind of hard to swallow because you, you said the word range, you know, a uh, range anxiety. Right. And so when they just recently announced and it's already up on their site, you can order, you know, you're starting to order it where you're getting a Tesla that can get 500 plus miles range or on a, um, the kind of standard battery, you're getting over 300 miles now on the, that lower model that is uh, affordable. Um, it makes it more real and more mm -hmm. appealing because, you know, before you think to yourself like, okay, I would spend what X dollars uh, for gas every week or two, but that tank of gas potentially was depending on the car, but could get me 500 miles. And, you then start running in your head. Well, time is money. 
is it worth for me to pay this money per year so I can get an extra 200 miles on my trip? And, and so you, you talk yourself out of it. But I think now that conversation, that internal monologue is going to change now that we have uh, the capability with these cars to go beyond 500 miles on a charge. Yeah. Have them in, in some aspects reasonably uh, cost uh, priced for, for a consumer um, where, you know, another thing that, Hey, the other thing to think about guys is that um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Uh, there is, virtually zero maintenance cost on this vehicle. There's no transmission. There's no engine. Mm-hmm. The brakes are kinetic acting. Now the we're thinking like millionaires. Right? <laughs> you're, you're thinking about these, 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 these peripheral costs. And so I think people need to take these into consideration when they're thinking about buying a car. And you see a price tag on a Tesla and maybe 20, let's say 20 grand more than the car you're looking at. Well, lay it out on a spreadsheet or something because you'll see that yeah. You'll pay more than that 20 grand in a year or, or, you know, over the lifetime of the vehicle or five years, you'll pay more than that to have a gas vehicle. Well, I love how, I love so, how Jer- Jerry's done kind of both. Cause you, you've always had a yep. electric yep. and a gas. And I think you get the both best of both worlds there. Not, yep. not completely. Honestly, I'm um, <clears throat> the, the, with the Volt, you kind of have, you know, you do get the advantages of the electric. Obviously, you don't have to buy gas. You know, I mean, but you do have to pay higher electric bills. But then, you don't get the zero maintenance. I mean, I haven't done much maintenance on mine for a year, but uh, it's pretty reliable. But I mean, there still is a internal combustion engine in there. Uh, so the Volt is kind of a weird hybrid vehicle that has all the uh, baggage of a uh, internal combustion engine vehicle, but it also can go electric. Oh, I didn't um, realize that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where you get the extra two, three, you get the extra 300 miles from the gas tank, but the first yeah. 50 are electric. So hmm. yeah, I don't, I mean, I think for me personally, I think 99% of the time I'm using that electric engine. I'm not using the, uh, the, all the oil and the, yeah. So, yeah. but but um, yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons of 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 everything, and and like you said, you you do have to put it on a spreadsheet. You have to see how much you're spending in gas, how much you're spending on maintenance with your current vehicle. Right. Um, you know, do you have solar? Is that something that figures yeah. into? Yeah. yeah. Fun, fun I think, stuff. I think I think we could do a whole show on electric vehicles, we, and solar, we should do, right? You, that should probably be a yeah. Good part. We really we should. Do a whole, yeah. Honestly, we should do a whole show on that. We could go through Neo, Tesla, Solar City, all Sunrun, um, yeah. and how we've like. Incor- I mean, I I I have I want to incorporate that at some point, like solar and the whole thing. And I'm I'm definitely. Uh, um, I would like to be a future uh, Tesla Model Three or Model Y owner. Um, right. But not, not yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not yet for sure. Um, and part of that is, um, you know, to just throw out a couple other ideas on, on millionaires. Um, unless Jerry, did you want to throw one out? Um, the only other one I had, I mean, you kind of covered the, uh, we talked about want versus need. You talked about automated savings. I, I just had two others and I'll, I'll just throw them out quickly. Yeah. One was have a budget. Yeah. Just, you know, know what you're taking in. And make sure you're not spending every month more than you're taking in. It's kind of common sense, but few people do it. I use uh, Mint to do that, a product from Intuit. Uh, and then the other one is just actually before have... we go, Jerry. Before we go on, can I can I make a comment on that? No. 
Oh, not allowed. I'll just drink my um, <laughs> that evening. <laughs> Come on. Hey, listen, on, on budget, I, so here's the, yeah, I, that's, so you use what? Mint? Mint. Okay. Yeah. So let me say something about budgets because I'm glad you brought that up. I like really um, don't enjoy them that much, but I found a simple like sort of hack that I, that I, mm-hmm. that, and mint, mint might be the way to do it. But um, like, seriously, like, yeah, I'm so with you on the budgets. I would just just ask people to just seriously use a piece of paper and a pencil. And all you have to do is you write your, your income, like how much do you really bring in every month? Right. So you're just mm-hmm. like, okay, like, you know, I bring in 10,000 a month, right? 10,000. Right. And then just list every single bill. You're like, list the car payment, list the house payment, list the credit card payment, list the utilities payment, you know, uh, your, your extra money, your blah, 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 you know, how much you're putting in your 401k, your savings, and then like add it all up. And here's what I do, like, just make sure at the end of the day, all that is not more than the 10,000. If it's more than the 10,000, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say don't make sure, make damn sure. Make damn sure. Yeah, yeah. make damn sure. Yeah, because pe- I, I think people like, like, I, I, you guys probably understand, but like people cringe, right? When they hear the word budget, I just, I've seen it. I've right. seen people just like, they're, they just, they're like, oh, budget. Like, and, and I but get here's, here's, here's the thing yeah. though, is that write it down. Your, your bank your people go online all the time. I, I would hope that all the listeners out there and all the people out there actually have a way of virtually accessing their bank account now, but uh, banks actually do that all, all that work for you nowadays. There you, go. you should be able to go into your online you know, portal and they'll have something to show you a breakdown of where your spending goes. They mm-hmm. categorize things. So they should be able to do that even for you and even make it easier. So throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, lots of options, lots so of options and tools. Yeah, yeah. To, to help you. Um, and, and yeah, Greg, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the piece of paper. My my budget is fairly simple. I try to keep it like six categories or less. It's like house mm-hmm. bills, stuff for the kids, you know, just kids activities and whatnot. It's it's pretty simple, high level stuff. And I just spend the time just as, as things come in throughout the week, just categorizing them. Um, it pulls automatically from all my accounts. And just ending how I how I am compared to last month. So for me, it's interesting. It's not really uh, a chore or a project, but I understand to some people it, it's kind of like the last thing you really want to do. But it is a good reality check. Yeah. It's cool. That mint thing sounds cool. I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. What was your last one? Emergency fund. Just just build uh, one. Yeah, Have one. Yeah. 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 Rainy day fund. Yeah. 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 I mean, because nothing's gonna ruin your uh you know forward future financial planning if you you know have a busted water heater or you know the ace you know the ac in your home breaks or you have a flood you know all kinds of stuff like that as a human being living in the world (laughs) you just have to know that something is going to break (laughs) right right Right. so it just is (laughs) probability wise you know Yeah. yeah yeah you buy a house you live there for 10 years certain things are going to happen and wear out same with cars. So, you know, just, just, just think a little bit ahead, try to build that fund before you start doing all the investing and everything. Bob, you got any last ones before we go on to talking about square? No, I, I think I just sprinkled mine in there. So it was just, yeah. So do it people (laughs) do it. Let's get that number. Let's get that number above 6%. Right. Right. There's, There's no reason. There's no reason. This isn't a thing. We live in the United States of America. This is not a thing where it has to be for 6% of the people. It could be for 
20% of the people. It could be 30% of the people. We, we just got to, you know, get out there and do it. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. let's talk about square stock. So, um, fascinating company, uh, interesting stock, probably a good, uh, long-term play, maybe good for options. We'll see what you guys think. Um, Jerry, do you want me to walk, walk people through kind of what it is in my experience or do you want yeah. to walk us through it? No, no, you go for it. I'll yeah, uh, yeah. sprinkle things in. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, okay. So square is, uh, pretty cool. It's, I would, I, these are my words. I would call it the go-to, um, tech and platforms for small and medium-sized businesses. Um, they also have the Cash App, which we talk about quite a bit in our most popular article, Cash App versus Robinhood. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited we get to talk about that. Um, you know, they are, um, I love the Cash App boosts. Uh, I have, we have purchased Square products because we did Girl Scout cookies last year. So we bought the little, uh, right? We turned our our phone into a chip reader, um, which was very cool, actually. And, uh, you know, again, I uh, I don't own the stock presently, but I I wish I'd bought it a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But I am thinking about opening some positions in Square. To me, it seems like a pretty awesome company. Um, I read today that they're they're even considering going into the uh, tax prep market. Yeah, um, and there's another business they have too. I think small business loans too, really quick loans to small businesses as well. Cool. Oh, yeah, okay. loans and lending. So yeah, they have a lot going. And then they've also branched out with their cash app in recent, uh, I think, the last year or so, uh, enabling people to buy and sell Bitcoin. Which is interesting. I don't know how much of a moneymaker that is for them, but it's definitely uh, bringing some press and discussion. They, they recently purchased, um, you know, millions of dollars in Bitcoin as well, I guess, for their uh, for their Bitcoin holdings. Uh, so they really kind of forward thinking. And, and the other interesting piece of trivia for Square is that it's the same CEO as Twitter, Jack Dorsey. So he's a co-CEO on both of those. Well, he, he can probably in some ways combine the two and i saw uh elements of that on their on their site um in terms of helping small businesses like get their get the word out so i find the company really fascinating i think i think we coined this term jerry but in our in our very popular article cash app versus robin hood um we called it the swiss army knife of currency and money um, oh yeah <laughs> i think we made that up i hope we did <laughs> love um, it but, yeah right right but um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, there there are millions of small businesses around the world and in this country. Um, so what an invaluable tool set that they're providing. Um, so, you know, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, what do you guys think about the stock? The stock is just amazing, really. I, I was plotting it out on Finviz for a couple different views just to see how it's performed <laughs> this year. And it i'm i'm like double triple checking this but it's come up since january of 2020 to this month november 2020 216 percent oh man wow and i and i will let me and i'm sorry jerry i just want to throw this in there because we we talked about bitcoin you're just wondering about how that played in 
just going to read just from an article here real quick. It says total net revenue for Square soared 140% from year from year ago levels, climbing above the three billion mark. More than half of that was attributed to Bitcoin, as other revenue uh, rose just 25%. Huh. Wow. So crazy to think about. That is pretty wild. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. So, I mean, do you guys think, I mean, do you think then the stock's a little overpriced at the moment or a little high? I mean, what's a good entry point? So I'm looking at it and I'll put this in our show notes in the blog post entry so people can take a look at the same view that uh, we're all three looking at right now. But it looks like it's in kind of a channel uh, that it's been in since July, uh, just kind of going upwards. But, you know, around September hitting the top of that channel, mid-September hitting the bottom and then uh, October kind of hitting the top and then November hitting the bottom. But just in the last couple of weeks and their earnings that they had last week, they had a huge jump uh, from yeah. about one, one, I want to say 155 to 198. Pretty incredible. I don't know if that's sustainable. It is getting to the top of the channel. And um, it's all, we also talked about the, the Bollinger Bands. It's near the top of its band, although it, there's a wick that's peeking through that as well. So, yeah. and, and I don't know, with, uh, with kind of the uh, political uncertainty starting to minimize, perhaps it's going to continue. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at futures this evening, too, and the, uh, the S&P 500 futures are up uh, quite a bit. They're up 53 and uh, in percentage terms, because that's more interesting, 1.51% just tonight. So this is the first wow. night that futures have opened since the, uh, the election. Uh, and so. Which is interesting because typically futures are down before the market opens. And then you start seeing it like around, um, uh, you know, 4, 4 a.m. Eastern time. It's, it's, it's working its way out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, so I, I, I'd. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, Jared. Go ahead. Finish your, your thought on it. I was just going to say, I, I want to accumulate, but as optimistic as I am about it just going higher, I, I would like to see a little pullback and then maybe I would nibble a little more. On, maybe on buy, buy on some dips and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our so, other friend. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let me let me just stop you on that because I, I, I will say just kind of a, like a technical analysis on it yeah. is that, you know, we're talking about Bollinger's, but a few things to look at here is that one, looking at a um, at a, a one year chart uh, with uh, one day candles, um, you can see that the MACD just as of uh, uh, Friday bullish it crossover had broken. It had yeah bullish crossover. So um, it did break through. You have the MACD breaking the trend line on a great trajectory like that skyrocketing, where it's showing signals that that will continue on that path until it hits that peak resistance. Um, looking that you have the, the, both the MA20, the MA20 is above the MA50, MA50 is above the MA200. Mm-hmm. And what it looks like is if I'm kind of looking at this channel correctly, um, about the, the week prior Friday, Thursday, Friday, and, and into the Monday, it, it, um, it broke below a, a threshold that it wasn't comfortable with. So it is quickly course correcting. And that course correction into earnings caused an a, a extra trajectory. But the big indicator for me is that where it closed out 
on um, uh, Thursday of last week, um, this kind of hammer pattern, and then for it to open on Friday, gapping way above where where it um, its high was of Thursday, it gapped. I mean, what is this? We're looking at seven up to one. We're looking at six dollars. It gapped six dollars. Yeah. Um, it, Let me ask you guys a crazy, crazy question about uh, Square. Yeah. Um, is do you guys how to me how is the penetration into like foreign markets? The reason I say that is think about how valuable these tools could be to like you know I'll just throw it out there like some a small merchant in uh, India or in 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 Africa where. You know, they're, they're probably unbanked, right? Or, or, or right. you know, they don't have, have like uh, banking institutions. Or maybe they're in a situation where, um, you know, they can't trust like the government or the system, but they have, they'll have this tool on their, on their phone, right, that they control uh, yep. that can help their business thrive. It, do you guys know if they have penetration into that? Into that so I'm looking right now, and it shows that there is international availability. Um, hmm. uh, Square point of sale is available for free in most countries listed in the Apple App Store and Google Play. I mean, could you imagine what a huge, how huge that would be? And I mean, all over the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just, yeah. That, that to me seems like an amazing, uh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I, am sold on it. I, I think I'm gonna do the same thing, Jerry, where it's like on, on some of the dips. Yeah. Nibble and, and, and pull in a few shares here and there. Yeah. But Bob, you're I pretty uh, you're pretty gung ho yeah. about the uh, the bullish crossover, and the R- the RSI is also yeah. uh, looking good too. It's it's uh, it's, it's not solid. quite oversold. It's it's under seventy, so it's still got some room to to go above yeah. that. So you would buy tomorrow. You're buying calls on it tomorrow, right? I pro- I, I probably would. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at this because it has a bullish trend and it shows its formation of a breakout. Um, the my thing is going to be this: is that um, Get up early in the morning, see what it looks like. Because if you see the same sort of um, volume and in investor buy-in uh, like you did from Thursday to Friday, and it's gapping, um, I don't think that's going to pull back. I, you like every day, right? You have an, the, the the day traders jump in in the morning. They take their profits after the first hour or two. That happens. Everything pulls back slightly, and then um, other people jump in and nibble, and it keeps going. And I don't the way this is formation wise um just from what i'm seeing outside of the bulger bands um it looks still bullish like it will it does have room to go and it's not even hitting the the top of the channel yet bob do you have cash app i don't no i don't and i, okay. I know you send me screenshots all the time of yeah man yeah and by the way by the way they have discounts on playstation and xbox and what? the one i the one i looked at today they got discounts on US, usps you get your stamps discounted. Boom. Nice. Yeah, I use the Xbox like one it. every month for my uh, Xbox uh, Live or Gold really subscription. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. My kid plays uh, a lot of Xbox Minecraft, and so he needs that to, to play with other friends. Um, one other thing I'll say, another way to play it, too, besides you know just buying more or waiting for a dip, uh, is to sell puts on it. If you do have the... I don't know the eighteen thousand dollars cash just handy lying around uh, right. to to, oh, sec- yeah. to secure that. No, but but you can if you use a brokerage account and you have uh, and if they give you like uh, discounts on the buying power, 
you may you may not need to use all that maybe half of that or a quarter of that as as secure security um you may want to consider selling a put at uh either the way bottom of the channel 160 probably won't get much for that or maybe 180 and you will get all that premium and you won't have to, you just keep that you're you're not going to make more than the premium you receive uh, but you will make that premium or maybe 50% of it if you decide to to get out of it and, and um, buy it back earlier. So that that's also something to consider as well, uh, selling yeah. a cash secured put on it or or just a, a vertical spread, which is a whole other. But that's you don't need, you know, any you could do that for a few hundred bucks and just play it to the upside. Because right. and the reason I say that is because the IV rank is 28. Mm-hmm. And 30 is a good, that, that's, uh, it's a good number to sell options. Uh, below, below that is probably better to buy them, but I think premiums are pretty, uh, pretty rich right now. Yeah. I would, so well, there you have it, final, the, final yeah. thing on this. Final word. Final word. If tomorrow Square um, breaks over 212, um, you're looking for a run. It's going to go. It's just going to rip. Yeah. So that's that's the resistance point that I'm seeing on the trend line. Is it, so if it breaks over two twelve, so two eleven sixty five, give it a little more room. Say two, so say two uh, two eleven seventy or eighty, it goes above that point, it's breaking the resistance, and so it's it's going to just rip. There okay, you have it, folks, let it rip. Okay, that's let it rip. I, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> let it rip. Um, all right, guys. Hey, I I hope everybody enjoyed this discussion. Uh, some further ideas on. Uh, Becoming a middle class millionaire. Uh, talked about Square. Um, join us next week for uh, another good show with other ideas, discussion of various stocks and trading options, etc. So nice talking with you guys. You too. Pleasure, gentlemen. Have a great uh, week. All right. Well, great yeah, we'll catch up. Uh, we'll catch up during the week on our Discord and uh, and uh, see what's happening. Should be an interesting one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we good. <laughs> all right. Cheers. Bye, everybody.